My, 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 am I exhausted, and it's only Tuesday the 29th. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's Andrew, the mistress of pop culture, coming at you very, very early. Um, I'm just, I don't know why I'm so tired. I had two coffees yesterday. One, No, I had one coffee yesterday. I usually have one in the morning, but I didn't want to make one yesterday because I'm trying to go through the day without having caffeine. But then it got to a point after I had my Jersey Mike's up and got my haircut, I was like, I'm not having this. And I always get a really bad migraine when I don't have caffeine because obviously caffeine thins out the blood vessels and they go to your head, blah, blah, blah. And I, I took Advil and everything, but you know what? I just couldn't do it. So I went to Starbucks and I had a coffee. As of late, I've been making my own coffee with soy milk and I just wasn't having it. So when I have coffee at four in the afternoon, I'm up until, truthfully, like 5 a.m. the next day, which is, which is what happened. <clears throat> Not funny. But um, yeah, that's, I feel like I'm a zombie and I don't know what to do with myself because I'm so wired yet I'm so tired. So I thought, you know what? Why not put out an episode now? Why not do my job now? Which is what I did. So I was sitting here. I am sitting here in my living room watching Thor, The Dark World, because I watched the first Thor the other day and I loved it because you know me. I've said many a time, I love the Marvel movies. It just keep me so entertained. And let me tell you, I love me some Chris Hemsworth. He's a babe. As is his brother Liam and I love the Hunger Games series, but there's just nothing like Thor. Now, my favorite Thor films in order from one to three um, one, Thor Ragnarok, two, Thor The Dark World, and three, Thor the first one. I saw Ragnarok first on a date with someone that I picked back maybe two, three years ago when the first film came out, and I loved it, although I didn't get to really watch much of the movie because when I'm on a date, I'm always very nervous. Um, but then I watched it again with a fresh set of eyes and absolutely loved it and adored it, and I can't wait for the new Thor with Miss Natalie Portman as a female Thor, which is going to be fabulous because I love Natalie Portman. I've been a fan of hers ever since Garden State as Queen Amidala in the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> Uh, well, Padme slash Queen Amidala. And of course, I love her in Black Swan, one of my favorite films ever. But I say all that to say, Disney Plus has sucked me in once again. And I sort of departed from it for a while when HBO Max came out. But I watched pretty much everything on HBO Max. Uh, well, aka The Comeback and Sex in the City. But now that I've pretty much already gone through that library, I'm revisiting Disney Plus, And it's just filling my spirits with pure bliss. So, you know, that's that on that. But I have four stories for you today. This is going to be a super long episode because, as I mentioned many times before, I am really, really tired. But you know what? Maybe I'll do an afternoon delight episode because there's always fresh stories coming out. And you know me. I love to chat. I love to gossip. I'm the mistress of pop culture. That is my job. That is my true purpose on this earth is to talk about pop culture stories in a very non-biased kind way because I love all the stars except for the bigoted racist ones. I don't, I'm not such a big fan of them or if you're a murderer. I'm not a big fan of you either, but I have some four... I have four really juicy, salacious, good stories for you today. And the first one is, I'm just going to read them right now because quite honestly, I don't have much to talk about um, in my personal life because quite honestly, literally, we just chatted. Um, the first one comes off of the back of watching Watch What Happens Live last night, of course, with Wendy Williams and Andy Cohen. I don't watch every episode of Watch What Happens Live, but I watched the really, really good um recaps on youtube and of course i love wendy williams she's a huge inspiration to me she's one of the reasons why i decided to start podcasting because she's such a good storyteller and she's just so humorous and funny obviously i love andy cohen the mastermind behind uh, watch what happens live and of course the housewives franchise but um there's obviously been a little bit of uh i guess maybe animosity behind the scenes even though neither party has really confirmed it up until last night when nini leaks was on a tweet storm and you know me i am a huge fan of nini leaks a fan of her acting, a fan of her reality personality, a fan of her entrepreneurial side. Um, I love her journey, and I'm so glad for her success. She's someone who I personally think truly deserves it. Um, 
But she wasn't too happy with what her friend, Wendy Williams, had to say on Watch Happens Live and was throwing out some pretty interesting accusations. So let's read them and then we'll dissect. This is from E! News. Nene Leakes makes controversial claims about Andy Cohen and Wendy Williams after Real Housewives of Atlanta exit. Nene Leakes recently announced her Real Housewives of Atlanta departure, but she's not done with the franchise just yet. The reality TV personality took to Twitter on Sunday, September 27th, which is, of course, two days ago, to seemingly address, <coughs> excuse me, the comments Wendy Williams and Andy Cohen made about her during the virtual chat and Watch What Happens Live. Quote, Nene is my friend, and I know her as Lenithia. I don't know her as this person on reality TV. Just what I watch, Wendy explained to the Bravo host on Sunday evening. Continuing, quote, I believe this is not a truth. Nini has quit the show several times, and you'll, you'll have her back. Wendy added, quote, Nini likes attention, dramatic attention. I don't know what Nini's going to do for money. I'm not trying to count coins. But the Housewives is that one thing that all the girls use to promote other stuff. While Wendy compared Nini's success to Real Housewives of New York star Bethany Frankel, she did question how she would stay relevant. Quote, what are they going to do? Is it going to be Greg and Nini? Greg Lee's her husband. You're going to give them another reality show? That's boring, Wendy shared with Andy. How about it, Nini being a grandmother? That's boring. Nini and her own kids? That's boring. Nini trying to figure out Hollywood? That's boring. Andy chimed in, listen, she probably has a lot of opportunities and she hopefully will come back at some point. She did say on the phone, she did say that the phone is ringing. Williams commented to which Andy replied, quote, yeah, I don't doubt it. I think her phone is always ringing. She's done a million other shows. Following the Watch Happens Live episode, Nini posted a series of tweets seemingly in response to Andy and Wendy and Andy's conversation. This is where it gets a little bit dramatic here. But I, I, I'm going to first preface this by saying I'm sure, and I can't speak for Nini because I don't know Nini and I don't, obviously can't read her mind, but given the context or the subtext of the tweets, Nini was probably in her feelings, which, she rightly, which, is, which rightly so. She should be, and I would be as well. So she was probably, and also her and Wendy have had an up and down friendship. So I think, what I think is that she probably was offended that maybe some of the stuff Wendy, but Wendy's always been a real, like a real truth sayer. Maybe she was just offended by what Wendy was saying. Maybe she's upset about Andy. Maybe there's some things that went on behind the scenes that they're not making public yet. Who knows? Well, let's read the tweets and then we'll, we'll get back. Um, quote, both are, if their ratings are low. By Queens, the former Real Housewives of Atlanta star shared... And he also alleged that Bravo and Andy have, quote, elevated the white Real Housewives. She posted, quote, we strictly talking the OGs. I was the only black OG. My white counterparts were elevated and given full season episodes every season. Each season I was given less and less. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. At Andy ask, and at Bravo, ask them why. Moreover, Nini appeared to address Wendy's comments about making more money, about making money. Quote, I will always, emphasis on always, Eat and eat good. I believe that, she wrote in part. I have always believed in multiple streams of income. Good for her. So the leaks are good. No one knew you until you knew me. Remember, I'm an icon. Don't forget, signing off, Nini left Twitter. Nini left her Twitter followers with one final message. Quote, so much you guys don't know. I'm also going to bed now. The systemic racism is greater than you will ever know, she concluded. At this time, Wendy nor Andy have publicly commented on Nini's tweets or accusations made against them. E! News has reached out to Bravo, as well as both Wendy and Andy's reps for comment. We have yet to receive a response. Um, and Nini also said Andy was racist and w- w- was accusing him of that. Um, well, I have many thoughts about that. I'm not going to go into the full depth of what I think, but I, I, don't think, I don't think Andy's racist in any way because many of the franchises are centered around fabulous black women. Uh, and I obviously think if Andy was racist, he wouldn't want to put them on the map, which he's done. I mean, Atlanta is 
probably mm, tied neck and neck or second tier, maybe even t- overly rated, over bigger ratings than Beverly Hills. Um, and every time I see his interviews with the girls, he's having such a great time with them and he loves them. So I don't think that. I think Nini was really upset about that. But then again, we don't know. We don't know. There's, as I always say, there's always three sides to every story. Andy's side, Nini's side, and the truth, of course. I don't know if Andy's going to address it. I'm sure he will address it. He seems to always address everything. But he's probably, you know, letting, letting the situation diffuse a little bit. Um, because I know when Nini announced she was leaving, he posted a wonderful photo, a series of photos of her and, you know, a caption addressing her departure from the show. So, yeah, that's that on that. I hope everything works out between them. I love Andy and I love Nini. And I love Wendy Williams, too. And it's obviously, you know, a tough time probably for everyone. Tensions are high. And a lot of the OGs seem to be leaving the, leaving the show. So I really hope that Kyle doesn't leave. I'm sure Bravo won't let go of her because she seems really like a real staple of Beverly Hills and she's, you know, sort of the glue that keeps the whole thing together. And I think people love Kyle. I think she probably performs really well with like focus groups and whatnot. So yeah. All right. (laughs) That's that on that. That was a big story though. Second story of the day is from page six. Um, Having to do with the late, wonderful, incredible Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera's ex, Ryan Dorsey, moves in with her sister to help raise the late actress's son when i read the story i was really happy to hear this if this in fact is true this is great um naya revere's ex-husband ryan dorsey and her sister uh, nikayla have become quite close following the glee stars drowning in july dorsey 37 has moved in with the model nikayla 25 as the pair care for revere's son josie five who was uh with the actress the day she drowned in california's lake pyru this according to daily mail the two have Moved into a three-bedroom rental, a process that began when Nikayla was seen helping Ryan move his belongings from his previous home in North Hills in the San Fernando Valley on September 6th. Quote, they were fooling around and chatting the whole time a witness to the pair's subsequent trip to a target told the Mail, Daily Mail, they're obviously helping lift each other's spirits. I think that that is so great. That is so important, especially in these really tough times, that he has someone who is so close, who was so close to Naya. I, I can't think of a better you know, situation uh, to raise the son because he's with his dad and his mom's sister. And um, but, uh, yeah, so, okay. Also, the article says here, let me just scroll back. Um, uh, Dorsey and Nikayla are reportedly sharing the responsibility of raising Josie with Dorsey's parents, Nia and fellow actor Dorsey's Stemtown Ray Donovan. We killed the previous relationship after the actress split from the rapper from rapper Big Sean 2014. They were married in July 2014, and Josie was born on September 17, 2015. Rivera initially sought to split from Dorsey in 2016. Though the two reconciled, they eventually separated for good in 2018. Quote, there's not enough words to express the whole left in everyone's hearts. Dorsey wrote on an Instagram tribute to Rivera after her death. Quote, life is all about good times and bad times, but with Josie, it makes the bad a little less so because a part of you will always be with us. He'll never forget where he came from. We miss you. We will always love you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very touching statement, as was what he posted. I think, I mean, obviously, it's horrific what happened, and, and not having his mother, I, I can't even imagine. It's unfathomable to imagine, but he has his dad, and now he has his mom's sister, and that's just, I mean... I hope that that in some way uh, gives him a stable home and a comfort in, you know, his life and, and Nia's legacy. So I was, uh, I was actually happy to read that. Um, so good luck to, good luck to that. I would, I love, love that. Okay. Third story of the day also comes from page six, a bit of a scandalous story. Um, something that seems to be a common trend between not only famous people, 
Well, between non-famous people, but even some of my friends are, like, dabbling in it. I, myself, am not, but no judgment. Um, this is from page six. Teen Wolf star Tyler Posey, who's very handsome, by the way, announces OnlyFans debut with nude guitar video. Okay, before I read this article, I just have to say OnlyFans, is, for those who don't know, is basically like a pay-for-play, like a subscription-based porn site for an individual. Um, and I don't know how much people charge or how much you make, but I know Bella Thorne joined in like the first like month she made like $2 million, which is crazy. But like I know people that do it. I've heard of people doing it that make like $10,000 a month. And all they do is like strip or like do, you know, private things. Um, but they have a huge subscription that pays to see it. Now... You do you, girl, or boy, whatever you need to do to make that coin. I'm not going to judge. I'm just saying it's a really interesting thing that people do. I mean, I guess it's like the equivalent of provocative podcasting. I don't, you know, I personally don't talk provocatively on my podcast, but it's like, you know, some people, I, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting thing. Let's read the article that they sacked. Tyler Posey announced he's joining OnlyFans by strumming his guitar in the nude. The Teen Wolf star 28 debuted his OnlyFans account on Instagram Monday with a 49-second clip um, hyping his career and ending with the actor playing the guitar and singing a made-up ditty about the salacious subscription site. Quote, Welcome to my OnlyFans. I play guitar in my bare ass. Hang with me and we'll be best friends. He croons alongside the clip pose. He wrote, I did join. I did it. Join me, winky face. Um, I noticed many of my fans commenting on my Instagram photo saying that I should join OnlyFans. Posey said in a statement released to page six, quote, I saw it as a really cool opportunity to get even closer with my fans and be even more, even more real with them. I get to talk about things on OnlyFans that I maybe wouldn't get to do otherwise and connect with more people like me. I want to accomplish creating unique content and collaborating with my friends to bring a fun experience to my fans. I mean, hey, he's singing to the new. That's, that's not too risque. Um, other celebs, including Cardi B, Black China, Dorinda Medley, and Ruby Rose have already joined OnlyFans, a site that allows stars to post explicit content. I did not know that Dorinda Medley from Real Houses of New York joined. Like, what is she going to post? Nude photos? Hey, I love me some Dorinda. So that's just like fabulous. But I feel like Dorinda's too classy to do that. She's probably going to make it nice. Um, the site recently came under fire when Bella Thorne, this is what I just mentioned, pocketed more than $2 million in less than a week after joining in August. The Shake It Up star was charging $200 for a pay-per-view nude picture, but subscribers were fuming when they discovered the photo they received was of Thorn Clothes. The Disney alum tweeted her apologies for hurting OnlyFans sex workers. Yeah, it's, it's basically like a stream of revenue for sex workers. So that's their way of making money. Um, but I, I'm sure everybody's hurting right now. Tyler Posey, even though he's a successful actor, and same with Bella Thorne, who's arguably very successful. Um, everybody needs to make money. And, you know, obviously Hollywood's not shooting as much as it used to. Although as of late, a lot of my friends who are actors are back on set working, which is so great for them. So great for my friends. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, yeah. Whatever you got to do to make that coin. I'm not, I'm not going to judge, you know, I love it. Good for you, sis. Um, oh, I'm just reading something on page six. They also posted about the Wendy Williams story. I'm going to read that article. Wait, sh- let me, let me. Hold on here. Let me just browse this really quick to see if I missed anything. Um, I didn't see this article till just now. Um, yeah, well, sorry. Let me just see. I'm just browsing it. No, yeah, I pretty much mentioned everything. Okay. Um, and now we bring ourselves to our final story of the day. And this is pretty much, I mean, I'm hoping that this is the last time I talk about the story because honestly, I've pretty much, you know, read it to its extreme and every personal intimate detailing that has been released so far. And that is of course the, uh, ending of the engagement of Demi Lovato and Max Elric. Um, who, you know, Demi actually posted some stories today and just of her and, you know, some motivational stuff and maybe, I don't know, some great stuff. 
But this is from TMZ. Demi Lovato's ex, Max Eric. Um, still no idea how to pronounce that last name. We have not broken up. It ain't official without a phone call. So dramatic. Um, Demi Lovato's ex-fiance is defying reality, claiming they haven't broken up because it ain't nowhere till they say the words to one another. Max Elric. Uh, Eric, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Can somebody please figure this out? Went on a ramble Sunday night saying, going up to this moment, we haven't spoken over the phone. We haven't even officially ended anything to each other. Um, he actually posted several messages on his Instagram story, which he has since deleted. The Young and the Restless actor makes it pretty clear he doesn't want to end the relationship, professing to love Demi. Professing his love to Demi. Quote, if you're reading this, I love you always unconditionally, no matter what. He went on, I'm here in real time with y'all. I love Demetria. And just want her to be healthy and safe. Max also lobbied for Demi to get the Grammy. She deserves adding, quote, Demetria is the best female vocalist alive and everyone should know it. As we reported, we as in TMZ. Max, who also directed his fans to stream Demi songs, claimed over the weekend that he learned about their breakup when he read about it in the tabloids and he was filming on set, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Actually, he posted some stuff very recently. I'm going to read you his stories on Instagram if you haven't already. If you, if you don't care about this, I'm like, literally, I'm not surprised. Because, like, quite honestly, I don't really care about it. But honestly, it's my job to care. Um, but I, I care more about Demi Lovato. So Max's stories. Um, oh, wait. E-H. How the hell are you supposed to guy's last name? Eric. Oh, here we go. Okay. He first posted a story. Okay, let's see here. Ooh. One chapter. He posted this 12 hours ago. So that would have been 7 a.m. Uh, yesterday. Uh, one chapter finally closed to say I'm an hour to the page. Focused on wellness, love, God, my family, friends, and my art. Good vibes only. Um, then he posted a photo of the Bible. Um, and then he posted, and this is in his stories, and hope everyone observing Yom Kippur is having an easy fast. Another story that said, P.S., a friend sent me an article about something on my Facebook page. Just FYI, that's fake news. I only use Instagram. I don't post on Facebook or Twitter. Hope everyone's having a great Monday. Bless up. And that's pretty much it. And then Miss Demi, the queen herself, posted some stuff today or yesterday as well. Sorry, I keep getting the days mixed up. I've been up for so long that it's like, I don't even know. Okay, she posted a little uh, motivational caption that said, I knew it was healing when I enjoyed alone time. I started responding rather than reacting. I saw my parents as people with their own unsolved trauma. I set boundaries and when people didn't respect them. I knew they were clearing space for those who did. I was okay being misunderstood. She posted a fabulous photo of herself where her brows are just literally looking amazing. And then she posted a little clip, something that her friends must have sent her. Um, so yeah, I, I, onward and upwards, as the kids say. Uh, and I, I hope that this can all be put to rest and Demi can go find another prince or princess charming to make her very happy. And I hope Max can, you know, Keep working on his shows because, you know, it's great that he's on set working and, you know, do you do you, girl. Um, but that's pretty much it, you guys. The debate is tonight, which is really interesting. I'm going to recap maybe some highlights because, you know, there's just a lot to say. Um, I'm really curious about what's going to be going on on Facebook because obviously Facebook right now is really, it's tough. I mean, it's not tough in the sense that, like, most of my friends see, have the same political views than I, as I do, and, like, with regards to policies and whatnot, but also I have Facebook friends that don't. So there's a lot of fighting and a lot of tensions right now, More, mostly on Facebook. People on Instagram uh, post stories more so of, like, the actual, like, they actually just post, they, they just post the stories versus, I mean, some people post their opinions. I don't know. 
to each their own. Everybody's entitled to their own belief system, and I love it, and I totally support it. But yeah, that's that on that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you're all having a great Tuesday morning start to your day. I'm Andrew, the Mistress of Pop Culture. You can check out my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, streaming on Radio Public, Podcast, Google Podcasts, Podcast Breaker, Podcast 9, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, streaming services, wherever my podcast streams, you'll find it. And I am so grateful, as I always say, to have listeners. I really appreciate it. I love it. I love doing this. It's my favorite thing. It's my creative outlet. It's sort of my, uh, you know, socialization for the day. Wear a mask, wash your hands, um, social distance, and chat with you Wednesday. Bye.